the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Hey, good afternoon. That is not the kind of mask we're talking about. This is what I got. I mean, tough times call for tough measures. For those of you listening on terrestrial radio, I want you to know that I asked John if he considered getting a mask, yeah. and he said he already had one. And I said, okay. He said, I'm going to put it on for today's show. I said, great. Yeah. It's a catcher's oh, mask. It's a catcher's mask. It mm-hmm. is. Uh, like as in baseball, if you remember that sport. You know, people used to gather outside and then they'd be like, throwing them at a bat. Do you remember that? I do. I remember that. I, li- I mean, I like your mask. Yeah, me too. Yeah. It really doesn't work. No, I don't well, think it's going to no. work. But doesn't Thank it make you, you wish for, uh, for baseball Are season? you kidding me? MLB put out a mm-hmm. video compilation on Friday. Yeah. And it is about, I don't know, four minutes great. of beautiful moments from Major League Baseball. Yeah, uh, there's, uh, a, it, it, there's a scene where um, Aaron Judge is in the outfield and there's some kind of you know stoppage of play. And so he starts playing catch with some kid mm-hmm. who's in the stands. There were at least five videos of adults who caught a fly ball and then gave it to a kid. Right. And the joy in the kid's face. How about the videos of the kids who caught the fly ball, and gave it to a smaller kid. Yeah. I mean, it is, by the end, I was moved to tears. I missed baseball so much. Yep. Put that at the, almost the top oh of your list of gosh, things you miss. it was really good. Right? It was a really, was a really, really wonderful sure thing. So anyway, nice job in your mouth. Thanks so much. Okay, so today, uh, the governor, Governor Wolf yep. of the state of Pennsylvania said, essentially, we're on a two-week lockdown in Allegheny County, different counties, the the higher populated counties around the state of Pennsylvania. Mm -hmm. No surprise. The weird thing is, though, it doesn't change a whole heck of a lot. You can still go food shopping. You can still go outside to exercise. You can still volunteer. So pretty much, you know. And if you are in an essential capacity, you can still go to work. Right. So, okay. Here we are. Our capacity is to be with you, Mm -hmm. to spread the word of God, to have fun doing it, to be part of this community. For all of us to be together. That's okay? right. And for all of you guys who are at home yeah. and you don't want to be, you'd rather oh, yeah. be at work or you'd rather be at school or whatever, log on to Facebook, 101.5 Word FM or The Ride Home with John and Kathy. You can watch the show unfold. Perhaps I would convince John to put the mask on again later in the program so you can see the absurdity of it. Because it might lift your spirits <laughs> and you might need it. <laughs> you need something here today, don't you? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, yeah. All right. So a bunch of stories in local media and in the New York yeah. Times about online religion. Yeah, okay. So Peter Smith wrote a great piece uh, yesterday's Post-Gazette talking about uh, different churches and and what they've chosen to do, right? Right. Mm -hmm. Um, At our church, we did a streaming service. Yes. Now, I do know that there have been some churches locally, uh, most notably a, a church in Hemfield, Word of Life Church, that has met. Other churches have set up communion stations with no service. Outside. Outside, right? Um, so how, I guess 
the overarching, whether it's the Peter Smith piece or uh, Vivian Yee in uh, yesterday's New York Times, her piece is, in a pandemic, religion can be a balm and a risk. I think this is for a lot of people who are not believers and don't participate in a regular right. ritual of and what I, it is to show up yeah. and be in communion. And I think they're trying to understand why people would want to do that when there are already risks associated with it. So why? So from a perspective of someone who is not part of a body of faith, they think, well, that is just weird behavior. Why would people show up? Those of us who are members of a church get why you'd want to show up, but that does not mean that you should show up. I, I think we should talk about this uh, church in Hempfield, Word of Life. Yeah. Um, I don't know anything about this church. All I'm doing is reading the article by Jacob Tierney in the Trib. But there's one part of it that, in particular that concerns me. Okay. For background, about 200 people gathered to worship on Sunday at Word of Life Church in Hempfield. A senior pastor, Tom Walters, said he understands other churches' decision to close their doors or live stream their events. However... This is the part that concerns me. He told his congregation the nation's reaction to coronavirus, quote, could possibly be, disguised in everything else, a direct attack on the church. Right. And then at the same time, the pastor, again, I, I got no skin in this game, but you have to wonder about the, the wisdom of this. The pastor continued to shake hands and hug people. Right. Now... There are many times in the history of the world where governments have been a threat to the church. <laughs> Undoubtedly. Right? It, it, it's happening day. right now right. in many, many nations around the world. That is not the case in America. Without if there a doubt. was some movement of the government to just close churches but leave everything else open, then maybe there would be something to talk Without about. Without a doubt. But to be honest with you, this is irresponsible theology and it's irresponsible public policy. This should not be happening. I agree. So I wonder now, you know, with uh, Governor Wolf's uh, dictate of non-essentials staying at home, will the church continue to meet in he direct said, violation of He this? said no. He said if there was an actual edict that came down, they would listen. They would abide by it. All right. Well, I mean, let's use some wisdom here, okay? Yeah, right. Because you don't want to be a coconut and no, get people sick not. all of a sudden. Because, you know, in the articles in um, in the Times and in Peter Smith's article, everyone knows the danger of what it is to gather. I mean, people are still gathering, you know, in Buddhist countries or Muslim countries by the tens of thousands. Right. And that is a danger. And in India, what, the uh, celebration of the God of Ram, where more than, you know, a million people gather, they have not canceled these services. So... All of a sudden, that Petri dish, that incubator of coronavirus, right. is going to just right. run through a rampage. I also think we run the risk of just being seen as bad neighbors. Or just ignorant. Right. Which right. is we don't, we don't want to be either thing. But I think it's more important that we maintain our com- community relationship with other people. And if they think that we're putting them at risk, then how is that sharing the gospel of being not. faithful to Jesus? No, it's not. It's, not. Anyway. it's making a stand on something that is important in your head but in reality isn't yeah because the government is not behind this believe me they, they want us to know uh, our god whatever your god is whether you're a muslim or a jew or as a faithful believing uh, follower of jesus christ all right we have a terrific show today we are going to laugh if we possibly can because i'm telling you it's necessary at times like this uh, we're going to talk about eli miller one of the last of the seltzer men oh yeah he just passed away. I didn't even know what a seltzer man was until Didn't I you? read the article. No, but I like seltzer. You know, I, I should have brought my bottle in because right before um, I left. Your bottle of what? Your of bottle seltzer. of seltzer? Yeah. I like seltzer. Um, let me show you this picture. This is probably something you've not seen before. Okay. Here's my bottle of seltzer. 
I have this never is, seen that before. Please show that to the yeah, camera. This is, uh, this is what's typical. This has been in New York City for probably close to 100 years. This bottle of seltzer. You want to talk about this now? You want to talk about it later? No, I want to talk about it later. Okay. But it's very interesting it to me. It is. I bought this at a, um, a rummage sale in New York City. I love that. You know, it's beautiful. Yes. And here's the weird thing. It still works. If you press the knob, the gas will come out. I love it. it it's probably 50 years old or longer. Wouldn't seltzer spice up what's going on in your quarantine? <laughs> I feel like it would. Yeah. All right, uh, coming up next, let's go to the nation's capital. Our friend Greg Clugston, he is soldiering on, man. Things are crazy in your house, crazy in our town, and they are, if possible, crazier inside the Beltway. We'll talk to Greg about it next on today's Ride Home. WORD. There are three ways of dealing with the Bible, especially when you come to a passage that you don't quite agree with or understand. The first tactic is to pick and choose what you want to believe. The second is to remain ignorant of what the Bible has to say at all. The third is to dig into the Word and try to understand all of it, whether or not you like what it has to say. Well, if you fall into that last category or would like to, please join us this week on Through the Bible Radio. This evening at 9 p.m. on 101.5 WORD. Hi, it's me, Marsha, at the Springhouse. Did you know Easter's springing up on us? And quickly, too. Do you know what that means at the Springhouse? Well, first of all, it means you can enjoy the freshest, tastiest fried or baked cod every Friday night on the farm. It also means it's time to call and order your Springhouse Easter goodies. Our hickory smoked hams are extra special. We use only real hickory wood from the farm to slowly smoke these old-fashioned treats to perfection. Order a whole or half, and we'll send along cooking instructions, too. Mmm, how about Springhouse scalloped potatoes and homemade applesauce to go without ham? Finish off your meal with a from-scratch Springhouse coconut cream pie or custard pie or a chocolate log cake. Oh, and you can even decorate your table with our adorable bunny breads and eat them, too. Easter also means our annual Springhouse Easter egg hunt and Palm Sunday feast. Check us out at springhousemarket.com for all the details. Celebrate this most joyous holiday at the Springhouse in 84 Pennsylvania. You know, spring cleaning doesn't just mean the deep clean you do around the house once a year. You may want to do some tidying up for your business's digital marketing, and Salem Surround can help. We give you all the right tools to surround your target audience and turn website visitors into website leads. Contact Salem Surround for a free evaluation of your digital presence and learn how to get your advertising message in front of today's consumers. Learn more at surroundpittsburgh.com. Surroundpittsburgh.com. Connecting you with new customers. Liberty Mutual Insurance Company helps you customize your home insurance so you only pay for what you need. Unlike things you paid for you didn't need, like that much-needed 125-inch flat-screen TV. It's hurting my eyes a lot. For your 100-square-foot bedroom. My neck isn't so much stiff as it's completely stuck. With Liberty Mutual, get customized home insurance so you only pay for what you need. Uh-oh, I'm seeing color splotches. Liberty, 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 Liberty. Only pay for what you need at LibertyMutual.com. Washington County parents, you have a choice in your child's education. So why not consider a private Christian school that's been serving the community for nearly 40 years? At Central Christian Academy in Houston, pre-K through 8th grade students receive the comprehensive education they need to propel them to the top of the class in high school and beyond. Central Christian Academy creates model student leaders other kids look up to. Students prepared for a world that needs Jesus. Schedule a private tour and learn more at ccaschool.com. Why should young people care about the spread of coronavirus? Well, we know that people with underlying medical conditions over the age of 60 are at highest risk. 
but they've got to get it from somebody. So we're asking everyone to be selfless for others so that we can protect those who are most susceptible. Not going to bars, not going to restaurants. It all just means physical separation so that you have a space between you and others. For more information on how you can social distance, please go to coronavirus.gov. From the nation's capital, Greg Clarkston joins us as the first guest of every week. Greg is the Salem Radio Network SRN News White House correspondent. Greg, I'd ask how you are, but I have a pretty good idea. (laughs) I'm hanging in there, John and Kathy, and uh, we're just taking a day at a time. That's all you can do, right? Good. Greg, it's so good to hear your voice every Monday. Doesn't it it give you a sense of of peace hearing from your friends on a semi-regular basis? You need to hang around with my family more often because, you know, I don't get that a lot at home. You don't. <laughs> That's why you call in once a week here on the yes, ride home. Yes, you do. Yes, thank you. All right, so tell us, um, what's the state of the of the president and the relationship with his advisors today at the White House? Right. Well, we'll be hearing from the White House and presumably the president and the task force this afternoon about 90 minutes from now, a little over an hour from now, is scheduled for what has become a daily briefing at the White House with updates and uh, questions and answers and uh, a few extras that have been thrown in with the president over the last few days in terms of uh, getting a little testy with some of the reporters in the room and Mm -hmm. such. Uh, Perhaps a lot of what we're going to be hearing today from the White House is going to be colored by what has been happening, or I should say what has not been happening on Capitol Hill, and that is no passage in the Senate of this Mm -hmm. massive economic package that lawmakers have spent all weekend and late last week working on, and all day today, a couple of different votes yesterday and today. And uh, the the Democrats, even though they are in bipartisan negotiations in formulating the bill, uh, have stood up against it when it got to the final floor vote. And uh, tempers were running pretty high today from people that you normally don't hear Mm -hmm. have raised voices on the Senate floor. So this is really disappointing, Greg. In a time when we're so desperate in our country for partisanship, you would think that the two sides would come together. What exactly do you understand or know what the stumbling blocks are? Well, uh, the Democrats, I mean, in, in speaking in broad strokes here, the, the sure. Democrats think that too much of the money, and we're, we're looking now at a total bill, a total cost of approaching $2 billion, if, or, I'm sorry, $2 trillion, if not more than two. Uh, I mean, just a week ago, we were talking about maybe $1 trillion, and it has doubled in size. And a lot of the Democrats think that too much of that, a bulk, too much of the percentage of that is uh, really going to businesses and corporations at the expense of going to individuals who are out of work and who have uh, very special needs right now uh, during this coronavirus outbreak. Republicans, on the other hand, say uh, this, uh, this is a package that not only earmarks individual paychecks, uh, you know, checks that would go out to the American people individually and by household, but also provides... Uh, relief for important sectors of of the business economy. They argue, the Republicans do, that it's a wide-reaching economic aid package. So uh, it it just breaks down. And then you had the the Senate Republican leader, Mitch McConnell, uh, really upset that Democrats are also trying to, you know, sneak in some Green Deal uh, solar panel uh, projects and some other things. So a lot of add-ons that are getting thrown in. Uh, That really got Senate Majority Leader uh, McConnell really upset earlier today. (sighs) 
Okay. So, Greg, the the sad thing is that, you know, there's an article in, to, in today's uh, New, or Wall Street Journal about uh, a kind of a canvas of national leaders, some of who are no longer serving uh, but are still influential in America, talking about what they think good might come from this crisis. What was so interesting to me is every one of these people, regardless of their circumstance or their position, they all said that the two parties would learn to work together, that we would not amp up the angst, but that we would find through this unbelievably challenging life and death crisis to just learn to speak to each other. And this instance that you're talking about is showing us that that's not even close to happening. Right. There's a sense of urgency when you listen to the Republican lawmakers, um, and you're not hearing that as much, at least from the Democrats in this current debate. That's not to say that Senate Democrats don't think it's an urgent matter, but when it has come to this particular bill and the votes of the last two days, uh, the urgency does not appear to be there as much as in the voices of the Republican senators who are beyond frustrated, and that, of course, leads to uh, people frustrated across the country. I was talking with a colleague earlier today. We were recalling members of the United States Senate and House from both parties, from all parties, uh, after 9-11, standing and singing God Bless America on the steps of the Capitol. Um, I I know that was a different situation. It was a crisis uh, of its own that was affecting the country, and certainly there were political debates that, you know, eventually grew out of the 9-11, uh, you know, disaster and, and legislation that would come, come later. But it, it seemed that as at the moment that uh, the country needed some real strong and fast answers, that was the sense of unity mm-hmm. that we saw and heard coming out of Washington that we are not currently hearing or seeing. Right. Okay, so we go back to this. Two words, term limits. Because it feels as though every time there's a massive bill like this, all these politicians try to put in their special interests, their lobbyist groups. Everyone just kind of adds on, so the thing becomes bloated beyond uh, recognition in its original intent. That's right, John. And you often, at times like this, you know, hear the advocates for term limits, uh, you know, speak up and say, mm-hmm. "Hey, this is this is the reason why we right. think this is a good idea." Yes. Uh, and then it, it tends to fade away in, into the background. Uh, and then it, it kind of comes back again in times of, of crisis or of discontent. And it, it's, it's too bad that it's only in these moments that we tend to hear those voices the loudest. Greg Clugston, SRN News White House correspondent, with us in his weekly slot on our program. Greg, let's talk about the president's relationship with his top advisors. That is, you know, the cause of a lot of musing, a lot of uh, imagining. Uh, what do you know about that? How are things going with the people who are at the top of the of our health care uh, yeah. provisions? How How's that back and forth happening? Well, it, it's happening in, in real live television in many cases on a daily basis yeah. where Looks like it. Uh, the president will uh, he'll come up with a few notes. Uh, he doesn't typically have any prepared statements in terms of, you know, text. He certainly has bullet points and he goes through a list of items uh, and then turns it over to officials. And then there's the Q&A. We've all seen these these briefings right. from the White House. And what's interesting is the president is not shy about uh, sharing his gut feelings or what he thinks about something even if it is, uh, if it stands in contradiction to what health experts uh, have been saying or just said just moments prior to the president's comment. Uh, and we have seen some real interesting, uh, delicate, in some cases, back and forth dancing between uh, Dr. Anthony Fauci, for example, uh, who is director of the Institute of uh, Allergy and Infectious Diseases. 
somebody who has uh, advised presidents and governments and administrations, I think, since Ronald Reagan. He's 79 years old, and he has been around, and he is a uh, widely respected expert in his field. And he uh, he has he's been blunt, but also has had to dodge some some landmines laid by President Trump, who uh, you know, for example, talking about experimental drugs and and the potential there for promise of of, of, of treating COVID nineteen. Right. Uh, and it, it's okay, of course, for us to hope that uh, these these drugs can 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 do that kind of uh, good work. Uh, the president was saying last week, as you maybe heard, you know, he has a gut feeling, he has a good sense that the, this might work. On the other hand, you've got Fauci, who is a scientist, saying, yes, I share that hope, but at the same time, we need clinical testing to ensure its safety and uh, effectiveness. And so we have seen this play out uh, in in the public, and uh, it's very interesting, and I, I can't remember seeing something like this before, where you've got the, the chief executive of the United States essentially sparring with some of the nation's top scientists over medical matters. Right. Boy, Greg, you're of the... Front row seat is a lot of you good sure stuff do. right now. Yeah. So, you've, you, Greg, have you been in that room? I mean, it's a tight little room, and, of course, seating is at a premium. Yeah, and there have been changes, I think, maybe since we talked last Monday. Yeah. Uh, as you've seen now for at least a week now, we do have uh, uh, more open seating. And so that means half of the normal uh, reporters that are sitting in assigned seats are not there. And so there's a there's a new temporary seating chart, and there's a rotating basis. And so... We're, uh, you know, there are, you know, a few of the major networks are there every single day, uh, but some of the other news organizations come in on a rotating basis. I was there last Thursday, for example, and I won't be there for another few days. And so it, it, it's just a, a very temporary seating arrangement, and uh, we're not having anybody standing in the aisles on the side, all in an effort to reduce the number of people that are in the room. Uh, often at the same time with the president and the vice president and these top officials. Speaking of the vice president, he was tested uh, over the weekend for COVID-19 because he had a staffer, an aide in his office, uh, get a positive test. And so Vice President Pence and his wife both were tested, and their tests both came back negative. Wonderful. SRN News White House correspondent Greg Clugston is with us. Greg, to be fair, okay, so the president, uh, his foibles uh, on full public display. But on the other side, you know, your colleagues within the press, they have made uh, a sport of the president, so much so even in, in the midst of the pandemic, they are still trying to do gotcha moments. And I think that drives people crazy. Certainly it drives the president crazy. But if you're watching the, you know, the full sweep of the – it's not really a press conference. Um, uh, what would you call it? Well, they're calling them uh, briefings, briefings. Uh, but I mean, they have a, a sense of a press conference because they, they are taking questions from the members of the yes. press. Okay, so when you see the briefings, you do see, I mean, you know, even from a, you know, 60,000 feet looking at it, you see both sides still working each other, and the good of the country in some ways feels as though it's being shuttered to the side. Right. I think when these uh, these briefings or news conferences started, you know, a couple of weeks ago, uh, they were new, of course, because this president and this press office of his have rarely used, especially over the last year, the press briefing room itself. And the president uh, had only been in the room, I think, one time when cameras yeah. were rolling. So uh, this is an entirely new use of, of the space and the, uh, the close interaction with members of the press that Donald Trump has done uh, since he took office. So that's, that's, that's interesting point number one. The other thing is, yes, uh, you know, there are a lot of people 
that aren't happy with uh, questioning of the media. I know a lot of uh, attention was given to Peter Alexander sure. of NBC News last week, who was who was asking. He asked really a two part question. He asked um, uh, if the president was being overly optimistic in some of his statements, which, uh, to be honest, I think is a legitimate question given what the president was saying about uh, potential drugs right. that could be used. Yes. And uh, and and based on some of his previous statements of saying, mm-hmm. well, this is going, uh, the number of cases will go down to zero, and we should be done by April. I mean, he did say some of those things that were very optimistic and hopeful looking. And then he followed up. Peter Alexander did with asking, "What's your message to people who are who are frightened about this uh, this both health crisis and the economic impact there?" The president, you know, he 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 took task uh, to Peter, and they've got a history, and he doesn't like NBC either. The president doesn't. I thought it interesting that almost an hour later in that very lengthy press briefing, Peter Alexander went back to Vice President Pence, asked the very same question, what is your message to scared Americans? Vice President's answer uh, was much different in tone. He simply said, people shouldn't be afraid, they should be vigilant. Mm. That would have been one way for the president to answer. He chose a different way. Yes. Okay. SR News White House correspondent Greg Clarkson. So, Greg, um, at some point, They'll, they'll come together, uh, whatever the collateral damage will be as far as uh, piling on spending. What can we expect? I mean, is money going to start to flow? Do you have any idea? I mean, uh, you're not an economist, but the president's been talking about $2,400 for families or $500 per child. That's still yep. all in flux, isn't it? It is still in flux, although they, there are some pretty good parameters. Uh, if, in fact, Congress does move forward on this, it could be between two and $3,000 per family, uh, over the course of the next few weeks, uh, that you know that'll be a good start in terms of helping people if they have lost their jobs, for example, or they're concerned about losing their jobs. That's certainly not long-term help. In addition to what uh, may or may not happen with Congress, you've got the Federal Reserve also continuing to make uh, its own movements in hopes of you know providing some sort of cushion for the financial stability of the country. So there are different things happening out of Washington. Uh, They just may not be happening at the pace that a lot of Americans would like to see. Well, Washington is not known for moving quickly. I mean, this is no new news to anyone, but it is uh, a lot yeah. of it's painful to see right now. But, Greg, we really value your, uh, your on-the-spot reporting and your time with us each week. Thank you. You're very welcome. Thanks, John, Kathy. Be safe, Greg. SRN News White House correspondent Greg Clugson has been with us as he is he's every the best Monday. One. He truly he's just, is. He's the best reporter in Washington. He just is. It's hook set season at Bass Pro Shops and Cabela's. Time to prep, do the research, hit the water, find the perfect spot, and set the hook. Gear up for fishing at Bass Pro Shops and Cabela's with top brands like Johnny Morris Rod and Reels, XPS, and Nitro, along with in-store events and seminars. Your adventure starts here. Shop in-store or online. Spending more time inside? J&D Waterproofing can help you breathe a little easier. Protect your family, friends, and pets from mold, dampness, and other unhealthy elements. For over 80 years, J&D has been making Pittsburgh basements very dry and improving indoor air quality with solutions like the Easy Breathe System. Eliminate unhealthy mold and allergy-causing moisture without filters or reservoirs while using less energy than a 40-watt light bulb. Call 1-800-VERY-DRY or visit J.D. Waterproofing. Proofing.com. Wake up and text. Text and eat. Mm-mm. Text and meet up with a friend you haven't seen in forever. Hi. Oh, hey. Text and complain that they're on their phone the whole time. Uh. 
Text and listen to them complain that you're on your phone the whole time. Uh. Text and whatever. But when you get behind the wheel, give your phone to a passenger. Put it in the glove box. Just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. Upwork has the world's largest network of proven independent professionals, and I have an alphabetical list of them. <clears throat> Accountants, administrative assistants, animators, architects. You get the point. When you need in-demand talent on demand, Upwork is how. College, career path. These are major decisions high school students face. Help your child go from anxious and overwhelmed to confident and clear about the future with help from experienced career coach Emily Milius. Visit launchconsulting.io to learn more. Maybe you can relate to this. A lot of people think they're stuck with their health plan. It costs too much or for whatever reason, they just don't like it. The great news, you are not stuck with it. There is a choice. It's called MediShare and you could save so much. The typical savings for a family is 500 bucks a month major difference maker. This is the affordable alternative to health insurance. And just to give you a little more info about MediShare, it's a Christian healthcare sharing ministry. It's worked beautifully for 26 years, has more than 400,000 members, and they've shared over $3 billion of each other's medical bills. So yes, they can help share your needs too. So you're not stuck. There's an excellent alternative, whether you're single or married, you got a family. MediShare is super flexible. You can choose an option that works for you and start saving lots of money. You can join anytime. They're great to talk to. No pressure. Call 844-45-BIBLE. That's 844-45-BIBLE. 844-45-BIBLE. 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. On your smart speaker by saying, play the word Pittsburgh. And on your phone via the Word FM mobile app. iHeart, tune in, and at radio.com. Some leftover drizzle this evening, otherwise mainly cloudy tonight, low 34. Some sunshine in the morning tomorrow, followed by clouds, high 52. Rain tomorrow night, low 41. Wednesday, a little rain in the morning, otherwise turning out mostly cloudy. High Wednesday, 51. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Brian May. We talked about this a little bit at the very top of the show. Um, so, Kath, uh, from our earlier conversation, I'm assuming that you've never had true seltzer. Well, I thought I had true seltzer. I mean, I've purchased seltzer in a can or in a bottle. Yeah, like Is Perrier. That, yeah, LaCroix. I mean, I always have I always have Perrier. No. That's spring water, though. That's not seltzer. But you can buy seltzer. You come in, you know, right. Like, so, like so, LaCroix. Right. Seltzer. La- I hate that stuff. I like it. Oh, gosh. With that nasty flavoring. No, it's not bad. Mm. No, I mean, as like an alternative to a Coke. Yeah, you, know, but, you want to save on yeah, calories. But, and but what if you just got a Perrier and put a lemon in it? It's way fine. way better than the LaCroix lemon. So that's Perrier, just my personal uh, Perrier is a seltzer water. It's, it's just water that's been carbonated. It's mineral water. Mineral water. Right. right, right. Okay. Okay, but there is, you know, for years, I mean, probably for 100 years or more, especially in and around, I don't know why this is true, New York City had something like, they were called seltzer men. And seltzer men were like your uh, daily delivery of your milk bottles. That these seltzer guys would come around, you know, and it was middle class, upper middle class people who enjoyed a seltzer. But what it was, was purified water that was carbonated. And uh, the last of the seltzer men, a guy by the name of Eli Miller, who had a route, a seltzer route, from 1960 to 2017. Whoa. Eli Miller passed away yesterday at the age of 86. And this was a guy who 
just humped it. He carried these 70-pound wooden boxes filled with these seltzer bottles. Here's what this seltzer bottle okay. looks like. All and right. they're beautiful. They are beautiful. Um, yeah. not, can, can I, I show camera it? pick yeah, that there up? Yeah, it is. Can you see that? I mean, it's a beautiful blue bottle. And quite it looks honestly, like a really tiny picture on your phone. Yeah, here, there, you go. there, there we is. go. That one. There it is, Mike. And I mean, it, I'll make it a little, a little bigger. This is this is sitting on my dining room table at home. Years ago, when I was at a you know a, a yard sale or a, a rummage sale in New York City, I came across someone selling these things. I think I paid five bucks for one. So I, it's like a milk bottle that you you use the milk and then you put the milk bottle out and the exactly. guy picks it up and puts more milk in it. Right, really? and people have these around their houses. Yeah. And you so, see them like three okay, the three so are, Stooges would always use the seltzer. Okay, so are people drinking <laughs> seltzer just? Because it's a, or are they adding it to something else? Both. Okay. Sometimes you just have a glass of seltzer. You otherwise you would you know add it to your alcoholic beverage. Okay. But mostly it was just a drink. You know I'm gonna have a drink of seltzer. I like it. I love it. Me too. Here's the weird thing. I tried it today. It still works. Now look, I bought that bottle back in the early 1980s, and who knows how long it's been on the shelf before that. But it's pressurized. So Eli Eli Miller said the stuff that you buy, like, like Lacroix, it had um, what. Five. Uh, let me see the the math here. Uh, five. Uh, what what is the um? Oh, five pounds of pressure mm. in the bottles. The the bottles that I'm talking about, sixty to eighty pounds per square Whoa. inch. Whoa. So super concentrated, lots of pressure. Oh, I know why. The egg cream. Have you ever had an egg cream? I've never had that. That, that was sounds, a mainstay. i got to be honest, it sounds gross to me. Really? I mean, that it was does. a mainstay of Manhattan. Yeah. And if you added the egg cream with the seltzer. What exactly is it? What is an egg cream? I so there's an egg in there. It's an egg. There's a raw egg in there. Yeah, it's an egg. And mm-hmm. I believe it's seltzer water. And it just stirred together. People used it as like, like a Coca-Cola. It was a treat. Okay. Anyway, Eli Miller, the last of the seltzer men gone forever now let me bring this up in relation to seltzer hmm. i was in germany for a couple of weeks over the summer and i'm happy because classic mike is in the other room new mike still ailing new mike mm-hmm. we love you he's going to be back he's soon. back tomorrow yeah but new mike or classic mike filling in classic mike has also been to germany several times mm-hmm. the biggest surprise i got when i landed is that when you ask for water that's what you get what seltzer water yeah or an egg cream no <laughs> <laughs> Right. No, you get seltzer water. Yeah. You have to specifically ask for water without gas if you want it, because if you ask for water, that's what you get. That's everywhere. a standard in Germany? Yes. Interesting. Did that surprise you, Classic Mike? Yes, he was also surprised. And how did it taste? Well, I love it. I love seltzer, so yeah. I was okay with it. But I was traveling with a bunch of people who were not happy oh, with the seltzer. And they wanted just a regular glass they of water. They wanted a regular glass of water. Did you try And then a you ask glass? for a glass of water, they and they bring you a glass of water about this big. Uh-huh. And then you think, okay, I'm going to need 40 of those. That's right, right. All right, so seltzer water. Yeah, I like so, it myself. I love it. Yeah. I, I particularly love it with a lemon and a lime squeezed in. Really? Or an orange. Mm-hmm. Or one of those miniolas that we love. Squeeze <laughs> oh, yeah. that in there. It's yeah. very delicious. I just keep Perrier in cans. Okay. In my refrigerator because it goes Very on nice. sale regularly and I can just snap that sure, up. Sure, sure. Now, okay, here's another. Well, everyone's so, like super anxious about you know handling today. When you go to a restaurant and you ask for iced tea. Wait, let me remember. Restaurants? Right. Remember okay. those old, yeah. When you go to a restaurant and you would ask for an iced tea and that you want lemon in that? Well, do you have, do you say lemon on the side or lemon on the rim? Because all of a sudden we're all germ-phobic. Right. There's a bartender. He's handling the lemon. He right. puts it I on the know. rim of your glass. I know. All of a sudden you, you got coronavirus. That. Right. Of course. You don't want that. I, I got to say, I'd rather have iced tea without a lemon. Really? Yeah. I really, I, I, I like the unadulterated 
bite of it. Huh. I like mm-hmm. it with a lemon. I mean, it's fine. That's good. It's a fine option. Yeah, yeah. I want to encourage you in whatever you want to do, John, My especially on a time like now. <laughs> Don't you want John Hall to be happy? Let's live, people. Good let's live. Night. Yeah, let's live. Hold on. Hold on here. Here's my oh, mask. yeah. Wait. Yeah. I asked him if he had a mask, and okay. this is what he brought in here. today, people. This if is, you can see that. This is for protection. Yeah. Stay away, for people. Pe- for people listening on radio, he's wearing a catcher's mask. Stay away, please. Like baseball, and mm-hmm. that's exactly what I mean. What is baseball? All right. Hit your button. Okay. Coming up next, Megan Hill's with us. Never a better time for family prayer. Do you do family prayer? You guys? Do I, yeah, we yeah. do. Okay. Do you do pr- We're not really good at it. What? We're not. We'll go there soon. 101.5 WORD. Okay, everybody in the car. Where are we going, Daddy? On an adventure. Yay! Adventures in Odyssey. It's not just a kid's show, it's a show the whole family can enjoy. Listen on this station. Adventures in Odyssey, tonight at 8 on 101.5 Word FM, W-O-R-D. In the Bible, Jesus says when we care for the least of these, it's like we're caring for Him. But who are the least of these? They're moms, like Myrna Yolinda from Guatemala, where more than half the people live in extreme poverty. What are the children eating today? Solo tomatis con tortilla. Only tomatoes with uh, tortilla. Right now, they are hungry. They want food, and we don't have money enough to get to the whole week. When you partner with Food for the Poor, you bring food, water, hope, and love. You answer the desperate prayers of moms and children. Just $27 a month for the next 12 months feeds a family of four food for a year and water for life through Food for the Poor. Would you make a life-saving gift right now? From your cell phone, dial pound 250 and say food. Dial pound 250 and say food. Dial pound 250 and say food. Or give online at wordfm.com. It's time to stand with Israel. Sebastian Gorkehe inviting you to register for a life-changing trip to Israel December 2nd to 11th. Join me, my friend Mike Lindell, and hundreds of patriots on the Stand with Israel tour, a journey to the Holy Land to get first-hand insights into Israel's fascinating past and promising future. Register today at sebgorka.com. On the Stand with Israel tour, history, culture, and faith will converge right before your eyes in a truly remarkable country. I'll take you behind the scenes to explore over 40 iconic sites during an all-inclusive 10-day tour this December. We'll pray at the ancient Western Wall, sail the picturesque Sea of Galilee, float on the Dead Sea, explore modern Tel Aviv, and much more. Best of all, we'll be together with like-minded supporters of the nation of Israel. Reserve your spot today and travel with me on the Stand with Israel tour. Visit SebGorka.com and click on the Israel banner. That's SebGorka.com, S-E-B-G-O-R-K-A.com. It's getting harder and harder to make sense out of today's headlines. To stay on top of breaking world and national news with a Christian worldview and a faith-based perspective on what it means, turn to ChristianHeadlines.com. Log on to ChristianHeadlines.com for the very latest news and then sign up for our free daily newsletter to stay one step ahead of what's happening. Get out of the mainstream media rut with top news and positive headlines every day with ChristianHeadlines.com. Well, now that we are not uh, gathering in community, in churches, one aspect of our prayer life has gone away. However, uh, another aspect of our, our prayer life, if you're a regular prayer, 
our hope is that you would pray with your mm-hmm. husband, your wife, or mm-hmm. your children daily. It's a spiritual discipline. Of course, any spiritual discipline reaps so many benefits. But this one essentially is is really key to a lot of people's lives. Megan Hill is with us. Megan is the author of Praying Together. Megan's also an editor for the Gospel Coalition, a regular contributor to Today in the World. She wrote a piece called Never a Better Time for Family Prayer. Megan, welcome back to the show. How are you? Thanks for having me. Yes, I'm glad you're here, Megan, because John and I were have experienced something different when it comes to family prayer. And I'm just trying to be honest when I say this. My family's not all that great at it. It's not that we don't pray, but we don't often pray together. And it's not like we never pray together, but it's not something we do on a daily basis. And I feel badly about it. I want to figure out how to get better. Yeah, I think that's the experience of a lot of people. Yeah. Well, you know, I think one thing is, do you pray before meals? Yes. Yes. So I think that's a place to start, right? That's sort of a non-awkward place yeah. that we can start part of our routine, and we just make it a little bit something more. It's not just rub a dub dub thanks for the grub or, you know, the equivalent, but it's, it's a little bit more, praying for our needs, praying for one another, just a few extra sentences kind of gets you a little bit more into that habit, right? Mm-hmm. Right, right. So, especially at this time, right, when people are home, the family is gathered, you, you would like to have a little more social distance from each other, probably. But especially this time, this would be a good learning curve. Hey, let's all sit together in the family room. We'll sit together comfortably on the couch, and we'll just all go around in a circle and pray. Have you done this, Megan? Is this a regular part of your spiritual life? Yeah, sure. It's definitely, it was part of my life growing up as a child now. I have, my husband and I have four children. It's part of our life together as well. We do it sort of right before bedtime and share requests, and we even pray for different missionaries or different parts of the world. Certainly now we're praying for the COVID-19 situation, and we take turns praying, absolutely. Yeah, that's a good. So what you're doing, you know, you've, you're training your child how to pray effectively. Yeah, sort of by modeling, and then also I have a little girl who's two, and so she, you know, we, we feed her sentences and she repeats them after us. And then my children who are teenagers who are older, um, you know, they know how to pray on their own because they've learned in this sort of family circle. Wow, Megan. So when you have, you know, inculcated that type of experience in the lives of your kids, when there's a an emergency like we have, it's different, right? All of a sudden you're not teaching them to pray, but you're encouraging them to do something they're already familiar with. Right. And it's right. an experience we all feel, right? We all feel a little bit anxious. We all feel a little bit uncertain. And so grown-ups and kids together can bring those concerns to the Lord. Yeah. Okay, so talk about your experience with when it really doesn't work. I don't mean when God doesn't answer your prayers. I mean when your kids fight with each other okay, okay, yeah, this or is... you and your husband are having a bad day or whatever. So, Megan, this is good because Kathy talks about this a lot, that that she feels as though – and I, I, I'm gonna, let me speak for you, Kathy. Yeah, could you? That I feel as though you feel as though you're <laughs> that you're a failure somehow and that you don't model well as a family. So when you gather together, it, it ends poorly. Well, we've just had, we're a family that's very authentic, Megan, if you know what I mean. And so, you know, so we don't have, we're not interested in like putting on an act for each other. And so. (laughs) Thank goodness. 
Well, but you know what I mean. So I think we are able to say, you know what, this, this isn't working or whatever easily. And then the good thing is that we're, we're very close to each other and we enjoy a lot of laughter together. And so sometimes the things that we try to start out in a serious way do devolve into, well, we're all trying to be like super religious and it's, and it's not, it's not a hard thing. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah I I'm going to get fired from Word FM for no, no, just no. being honest about our family <laughs> spiritual life. So everyone's goofing off during prayer no, time, basically, is what off. you're saying. It's just that sometimes you sit down to have a holy moment, yeah. and it, it devolves into an unholy moment. Right. And I think if you try to maintain it as a holy moment, it comes. it gives the impression to your kids that you're somehow deeper than they are, okay, more mature than they are, okay, and so then, then the kids end up being pushed off by it, or off-put by it is a better word. So then this is a matter of being rigid or not. Yes, I think that's what I'm saying. It's not that we don't pray. It's that oftentimes when we have tried in particular to do something you know, uh, that, that has a... That has a. Good. Good. <laughs> no, if we try to do something that's particularly holy, it we don't. Yeah, talk to me, Megan. Happen. We certainly, we it's certainly go through periods like that in our family. Whether it's toddlers that are, you know, picking their noses right. while we're all supposed to be praying, yes. or teenagers who are like, "God, I just don't love this right now." Right, Sorry. you know. And I mean, so we've certainly been to this. I do think, you know, Paul says, "Pray without ceasing." Right? right. So he means when you feel like it, when you don't feel like it, when you end up in giggles on the floor, when it's you know three minutes long, when it's fifteen minutes long. You know, just pray without ceasing. Right, right, right. Okay, so, right, so don't try to put on an act. All I'm saying is, my yeah. I, I think I'm particularly attuned to putting on an act. I never want to do no, that. No, no, or or now this has happened. You know, again, that we're praying. My wife will pray about something, and I'll sigh like, oh, like oh, here, oh, here we go. Side, oh, right? I've heard that sigh. And yeah. you know, it's just a husband and wife thing. And I think, oh, I'm getting called out on something or whatever. <laughs> You're I mean, right. <laughs> Megan, all of a sudden you're a therapist. <laughs> you didn't realize how dysfunctional we were until you came on the air. And we're right so home. sorry. We just want to talk about prayer. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> all right. So, Megan, how old are your kids? Um, 13, 12, 11, and 2. Okay. Oh, that's, that spans a lot, that's doesn't a lot. it? Holy that smokes. is a lot. Okay. So, I'll try to be serious here for a minute. I think... <laughs> One of the things that now that my, my girls are older, I have a 21-year-old and an 18-year-old. Um, I think maintaining all of life as a an exchange uh, about mm-hmm. Christian worldview, about prayer, about talking to God, and not just reserving it for a particular time called family devotions or family prayer or whatever. I think that I'm seeing some of the results of that, which are very beautiful, which is that, you know, talking about Jesus is just a part of life in our house. And I think that's maybe one of the dangers we run into is if we focus just on family prayer, like it's the only time in the day that we're actually remembering who Jesus is, then I think we're probably hurting ourselves in the long run. Yeah, and I'm a big believer in, can we just pray about that right now? You know, you told me you're worried about this upcoming test. You told me you're concerned about this. But let's just pray about that right, right now. now. Just yeah. 30 seconds, just, Lord, she's upset about this thing. You know, please care for this. Amen. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. I mean... I, I like that, just talking about making it just a part of life. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
So I think the the bottom line is here that, is that just start to do it, right? I mean, I don't understand why prayer is weird. Okay, here's here's another sort of side thing. Okay. I I grew up Catholic. And every right. every meal we prayed, but well, we prayed a rote prayer. The 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 prayer is this: Bless us, O uh-huh. Lord, and these thy gifts which we are about to receive from thy bounty through Christ our Lord. Amen. We prayed that, I'm sure, a thousand and one times with my family every night at 5 o'clock at mealtime. Now, when we gather with a larger extended family and we're already, you know, it's, you know, a holiday or whatever, some, you know, uh, someone will say, let's pray. And someone will say, you know, knowing that I'm not Catholic, will say, well, should we say the Catholic prayer? Or is Johnny going to pray? Or is it going to be John's special kind of prayer? <laughs> exactly. John's weird prayer. I don't know if we all want John's weird right. prayer. And all of a sudden I'm speaking in tongues and we're off the rails and no one – no, I don't – But you know what I mean? There is that. Rote prayers are fine. If you want to do a rote sure. prayer sure. just to get you yeah. started yeah, yeah, and everybody yeah. on board so no one's freaked hey, out. A, how many times have we talked about the place of rote prayers? Megan, when we first started the show yeah. years ago, I used to say, you know, there's absolutely no place for rote prayer. Oh, I love rote if prayers. If you can't talk to God on your own. I've totally changed my viewpoint of on course. that over the years. Yeah. yeah. So what do you say about that, Megan? What do you say about – are there things you repeat with your kids? Yeah, I mean, I think that prayer is good. And if you can't figure out a way to pray on your own, if that's super uncomfortable or hard for you to think of, and there's a simple little prayer that you can memorize and say, and you're talking to God from your heart, then that's way better than no prayer. You know, I mean, I think we want to get to a point where we're more comfortable talking with God, where we can say things, you know, more spontaneously. But I don't think it's bad to start with something that's clear and biblical and true. If we're talking that. to God. Right, right. Uh, I'm curious, you know, just as we're, if we're having this conversation, the three of us, if this is us, then I would imagine the larger population, and, I, you know, count ourselves as believers in Jesus Christ, then the, the general population has to be totally freaked or uncomfortable with prayer in general. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so. It's invisible, right? There's not much to look at. It's just a person in a room with their eyes closed, maybe several people together with their eyes closed. It's hard to think, what are we actually doing here? Um, and then the results are not that immediate either. Usually we pray and, you know, maybe it might be years or never that we even see what God's doing. And right. so it's very uncomfortable. But it is like glue, isn't it? I mean, but, our prayer, our family's better because we pray together. Yes, absolutely. We're bearing one another's burdens. We're caring for one another. We're reminding of one another of spiritual truths. Absolutely. All right. Megan, well, thanks for being with us yeah, again. I mean, for, for sitting Thank in you the therapy. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Anytime you need counseling, just say <laughs> oh, Megan Hill, she's a she's prayer. Sweet. Who knew she was she's, a therapist? She's but. the author of Praying Together, editor for the Gospel Coalition, regular contributor to Today in the Word. Much more coming up next. Which cleaning supplies are you using on your phone? Mm, Lysol. It's time to stand with Israel. Sebastian Gorkehe inviting you to register for a life-changing trip to Israel December 2nd to 11th. Join me, my friend Mike Lindell, and hundreds of patriots on the Stand with Israel tour, a journey to the Holy Land to get first-hand insights into Israel's fascinating past and promising future. Register today at sebgorka.com. On the Stand with Israel tour, history, culture, and faith will converge right before your eyes in a truly remarkable country. I'll take you behind the scenes to explore over 40 iconic sites during an all-inclusive 10-day tour this December. 
We'll pray at the ancient western wall, sail the picturesque Sea of Galilee, float on the Dead Sea, explore modern Tel Aviv, and much more. Best of all, we'll be together with like-minded supporters of the nation of Israel. Reserve your spot today and travel with me on the Stand with Israel tour. Visit sebgorka.com and click on the Israel banner. That's sebgorka.com, S-E-B-G-O-R-K-A.com. This is Namdi Asamoah. I play football for the Philadelphia Eagles, but what I do off the field with United Way might be more important. I'm a volunteer tutor and mentor. Why? Because over a million kids a year drop out of school, and that's not okay. It takes 12 years to create a graduate, but it takes about the same time to create a dropout. And the difference between a child becoming one or the other could be me, or it could be you. Studies show that if we get to these kids earlier, their chances are better. And kids who read well by third grade are more likely to graduate. So join me in United Way. Suit up and take the pledge. Become a volunteer reader, tutor, or mentor. Because when a child succeeds, we all succeed. Give. Advocate. Volunteer. Live United. Take the pledge at unitedway.org. Brought to you by United Way, the Ad Council, and the National Football League. If you're a licensed counselor in Pennsylvania, Grace Wellness Center doesn't want to hire you. They want to partner with you. At Grace Wellness Center, you'll find the personal support and professional development you need to build your ideal clientele. Grace Wellness Center invests in you so you can invest in your clients. Get the support, training, and personal coaching you need to pursue your passion and build the kingdom with offices throughout Greater Pittsburgh. Join the team at thegracewellnesscenter.com. This is Carl on his motorcycle. Let's ride till we run out of gas. And this is Carl off his motorcycle. Balsa wood is very different than teak. People confuse the two. On his motorcycle. Hey, check out that view. Off his motorcycle. Let's do puzzles in the break room. On. Look at all that open road! Off. Look how long my fingernails are getting. You're better on your bike. Progressive helps keep you on it. Get a quote in as little as three minutes at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. What about your dirty phone? Ooh. How dirty is this phone? Filthy disgusting it carries every pestilence in the land on this little black screen listen according to the wall street journal if you really want to clean your phone that's a fine idea however three experts that this uh, joanna stern spoke with said that they do not clean their smartphones and they're all leading experts on microbiology Wait. and infectious disease they don't clean their phones they do not clean their phone Tell me this. Wait, Do you so know why? I'm cleaning my phone Do you know right why? Now. They said it is much more important to thoroughly clean your hands and then do not touch your face. Don't worry about your phone. What? I'm telling you. I'm reading this article right here. That's what it's saying. Do not touch now, your face. Easier do said not than touch done. your face. So they're saying as dirty as your phone gets, mm-hmm. okay, most of us are not talking on it actually very much. We're just, you know... Doing yeah, this on it, right? Touching, fingering, right. It. Yeah. So the chances of transmitting a virus are so much greater from your hand than they are from your phone, but people are way more worried about their phone. And so what they're trying to say is back up a little bit on the phone and focus people on your hands. On the hands. That's exactly what they're saying. Okay. Okay. I mean- However, it does appear that all of the you know 
Cloroxy, Lysolish type of wipes mm-hmm. are fine on your phone. Good. So don't worry that if you use one every day or a couple times a day, you're going to wear away the surface of your phone because Apple is saying don't worry. Go In fact, it. Apple updated its website to remove its blanket ban on all cleaning supplies. It now gives the okay to use a 70% isopropyl alcohol wipe or Clorox disinfecting wipe on the surface of all Apple products. Really? What? <laughs> what Google. You want? Listen, Google also confirmed it's okay to use isopropyl alcohol or Clorox wipes to clean its Pixel devices. Hmm. Well, very nice. Thank you, Apple, for your. Are you happy to know support. that? I am. Mm-hmm. But I would think that you know, I, I like cleaning my phone. It mm-hmm. makes me just feel better about myself. It does. Now, one thing that all the experts do say: if you do want to disinfect your phone, you need something with that high alcohol content or a Clorox wipe. You can't just do it with like a tissue. Well, that makes sense. It's not going to work. Hello. I'm trying to help the public, John. Someone might have thought that that was going to work, and I'm saying it's not going (laughs) to. All right. Hey, thanks for being with us. Uh, Stick around. Five o'clock hour. Can something good come of this? Prominent Americans answer. That's The answer is yes. Listen on your smart speaker, the Word FM app at wordfm.com, iHeart, TuneIn, and on radio.com, in the car or at home, too, at 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. South Africa, Africa's most industrialized economy in a nation of 57 million, will go into a nationwide lockdown for 21 days from Thursday to fight the spread of the coronavirus. Secretary of State Mike Pompeo has left Afghanistan without saying whether he was able to broker an agreement between the country's squabbling political leaders. Pompeo was in Kabul on an urgent visit to try to move forward. A U.S. peace deal signed last month with the Taliban. And traveled thousands of miles despite a near-global travel shutdown because of the pandemic. Stocks falling about 3% on Wall Street as Congress hit another roadblock in talks to inject nearly $2 trillion into the coronavirus-weakened economy. The Dow fell 582 points today. The Nasdaq was off 18, and the S&P 500 dropped 67. This is SRN News. Do you currently get regular structured settlement or annuity payments from an insurance company for a personal injury, auto accident claim, wrongful death, or inheritance? If so, you don't have to wait for months or even years to get the cash you need now to cover urgent expenses like debts, tuition, medical bills, or exciting events like a new baby or down payment on a home. With over 25 years experience, J.G. Wentworth, the country's leader in structured settlement purchasing, has helped thousands of people get the cash they need. Call today at 800 741 We offer flexible options that pay you a lump sum of cash for a portion of your payments, ensuring you get the money you need now while still receiving future payments from your structured settlement or annuity. And unlike others, J.G. Wentworth is a direct funder and can streamline the process, helping you get the lump sum of cash you need faster. For your free cash now quote, call 800-741-4818. That's 800-741-4818. 800-741-4818. And behold, Jesus met them on their way and greeted them. They approached, embraced his feet, and did him homage. Then Jesus said to them, Do not be afraid. Go tell my brothers to go to Galilee, and there they will see me. There's a real reason for the Easter season. Share it with a friend. Send an Easter greeting for free from CrossCards.com. This Lenten season, Bistro To Go is breaking with tradition to keep tradition alive. 
for the first time ever, Bistro to Go on the North Side has fried something. Crispy, flaky, tasty white fish fried at perfect golden brown just for you and your family. Get four for 44. That's four portions of fish fried or baked, plus mac and cheese and coleslaw for just 44 bucks. Order an hour ahead and Bistro to Go will have it hot and ready for curbside pickup straight to your trunk. Feed a family of four for 44 with bistroingcompany.com. Spending more time inside? J&D Waterproofing can help you breathe a little easier. Protect your family, friends, and pets from mold, dampness, and other unhealthy elements. For over 80 years, J&D has been making Pittsburgh basements very dry and improving indoor air quality with solutions like the Easy Breathe System. Eliminate unhealthy mold and allergy-causing moisture without filters or reservoirs while using less energy than a 40-watt light bulb. Call 1-800-VERY-DRY or visit jdwaterproofing.com. How can a fully stocked restroom improve your image? How can serviced fire extinguishers or a first aid cabinet make your employees more prepared? How can comfortable work apparel make your business more productive? For over a million customers, the answer is simple. Cintas. Cintas delivers everything you need to open your doors with confidence. Because helping keep businesses well-equipped, clean, and looking their best, that's our business. Oh, I'm ready! Get Cintas and get ready for the workday. Some leftover drizzle this evening, otherwise mainly cloudy tonight, low 34. Some sunshine in the morning tomorrow, followed by clouds, high 52. Rain tomorrow night, low 41. Wednesday, a little rain in the morning, otherwise turning out mostly cloudy. High Wednesday, 51. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Brian May. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Surgical masks are not available, except for health professionals who need them. So John Hall has decided on his uh, own mask response, Mm -hmm. which if you're listening on the radio, and by the way, we're happy you're with us, uh, he's wearing a catcher's mask. Mm -hmm. That you might wear if you were playing baseball. If you're watching on Facebook right now at 101.5 Word FM or the ride home with John and Kathy, let me assure you, he, and you know this, looks ridiculous. Mm-hmm, it does. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. However, you know, as a means of keeping people away, yep. it works 100%. Right, let me tell you about that. You know why? Because if you're walking around with that on, it's just weird. Yeah. 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 Uh, really the old is. catcher's mask. We miss baseball. Although we need to uh, say social distance now. We do. Mm -hmm. Uh, We were talking at home last night, and my daughter, who's 18, said, Mom, what's the number one thing you miss so far? Mm -hmm. And you know what I said? What's that? Going to a baseball game. Really? It's interesting what comes out of your mouth. Yeah. Because it's not even really time for baseball. But the fact that it would be ramping up, and opening day would be Thursday, in my head, in my, my yearly clock of reality this is baseball this time, is the time yeah. and so all of a sudden it, that's what made me sad missing yeah. yeah is it what do you what do you miss i, I the miss most right uh, now? going to my local pizzeria and having a slice mm-hmm. and sitting in a booth with my family laughing having a conversation looking around and seeing everybody else do the same thing mm-hmm. that's what i miss there's an article in today's wall street journal called can something good come of this let's hope so Well, for everybody who believes in the name of Jesus, the book of Romans tells us that that is absolutely the case, um, that God will work everything uh, for good. 
for everyone who's called um, according to his purpose. And so we know that we believe that. Um, but what about in a civic sense? I'm wondering what our leaders think. I wonder if people who are registered Republicans or Democrats, people who've committed themselves to public service, did they think that something good can come of this? So I was impressed by this article by Gerald Seib at who he talked to and what they said. Can I share a yeah, couple? Yeah, please do, yeah. All right. So – He says this, America has always managed to find ways to improve itself in the midst of and sometimes because of its most difficult challenges. But will that be the case with the coronavirus? Hmm. This crisis is sprawling and frightening in equal measure. Undoubtedly, it will and already has changed public life. But how and can some of these changes be for the better? So he says, I put these questions to a cross-section of prominent American political and national security figures, and they responded generously Strikingly, by far the most frequently expressed hope was that the crisis will jolt the country's political system out of its long bout of partisan politics. It hasn't happened today. It has not happened today. It's made things worse today. They're still in there debating, trying to load this thing up with all sorts of little pet projects. It's all really the lobbyists ridiculous. are feeding on this thing. All right. The first person he talked to was James Baker, former Secretary of State and Treasury. Good Want man. to hear what Jim had to say? Please do, yeah. Okay. Jim said, for several years now, I firmly believe that the political dysfunction in our country is the biggest challenge that confronts us. Yep. If we are to effectively address the coronavirus virus crisis and other problems, Americans must once again learn to – are you ready – Talk sincerely with one another. Hmm. From okay. your lips to God's ears, I'll tell you that. Listen, I'm and, telling you. And to look for solutions to our problems rather than yell at each other about the cause Good. of them. Well, term limits, I believe, would settle a lot of this. Because if your clock might... is ticking, then you're going to spend the time doing the job instead of spending the time trying to get reelected or you know help all those lobbyists or all those pet projects. Yeah, but the other problem is that it's such a complicated bureaucracy in Washington that by the time you would learn how to function in it, you'd be done. So you'd, you'd we'll perpetually... Set the term limit for 10 years, you'd perp- every okay. decade. Well, that's a good point. Right? Yeah, yeah. Just make it a little bit okay. longer. Don't okay. do it, you know, that's one year point. or two years. Robert Gates, okay, former so. Secretary of Defense, Director of the CIA. You okay. want to hear oh, what yeah. he had to say? Heavy hitter. First, he says, I hope one outcome will be to improve the social safety net, especially health care for those unable to afford private health insurance. Excellent. Maybe a mix of public and private where anyone making over a certain amount would have private insurance or pay for alternative government plans and those under that amount of income could access at no charge a basic level of publicly funded health care. Well, if we're not able to talk on a bipartisan basis about something like coming up with a Funding plan for the coronavirus. How the heck are we going to figure out what to do about health care? This is right. never going to happen. No, no. Rahm Emanuel, former mayor of Chicago, mm-hmm. friend of uh, Barack Obama. I think he was ch- chief of staff. He was, yeah. Okay. The two positives I see, says Rahm, are that rather than view the federal government as a problem, we might start to see it as a solution, as a net plus. And second, we might end this period of not investing in America. Hmm. I feel strongly about the second one for sure. Okay. Senator John Barrasso, Republican of Wyoming. Would you like to hear what John says? Yes, I would. John says this. China has finally been exposed. Never again will we allow ourselves to be dependent on them for critical medicines, minerals, parts, or products. Let's hope that is true. Let's start to make those things in America. Yeah. Hooray, John Barrasso. And and save all that, you know, that – Oh, that vitriol, that racist outbreak. Oh, China this, China that. Look, 
they have proven themselves to be less than honorable in our dealings with no them. No kidding. Less in, than honorable with their dealings with their own people. Exactly. Forget us. So we Good should grief. take care of ourselves first, of course. Exactly. You know, I mean, that, that's not nationalism. It's just common sense. All right. Wisdom. He brings up a point I find very interesting. I also think physical source-based education will change forever. Physically sort what? If Kids you can online. complete high school or college remotely, why pay so much more to do it on site? Well, there's a lot to Working do. remotely will fast forward dramatically as a result of this experience. So many of the nation will be doing it and they like it and we'll see how long it lasts. And I think that could happen. I wonder, though, uh, uh, if that would happen about the quality of the education. Because so much is learned, you know, before know. class and after class in that relationship with your good right. professors, right? I've been reading articles, though, just, again, dipping your get, dipping their toe in kind of the temperature of how people are feeling about a week or maybe two weeks of online education. Yep. It's getting a lot of positive feedback. Excellent. A lot of positive feedback, especially when you're looking at how much college costs. Yeah. I mean, so our kids are doing online today. Yeah. First time. Right. First day. Yes. Isn't it cool? I think it's great. I'm watching it. Jim Mattis, former Secretary of Defense. Yeah. This is a really good word. Quote, if in this dramatic coronavirus age, we don't recognize what our revolutionary founding fathers saw so clearly, we either hang together or hang separately. Hmm. We will not have a government of, by, or for the people. People will continue to be elected because they are anti-something. But you can't govern being anti. A government has to be for something. Oh, oh is, my gosh. Thank that's you. That's wonderful wisdom. Wait. He goes on to say, I had come to see the corrosive political rhetoric, the destruction of Americans' fundamental friendliness for one another, and the efforts to do whatever was necessary to make our political opponents out to be evil. I saw all of this as destroying our ability to govern. It was like a slow motion car wreck that we can still stop if we have the political will and leadership. No government of the people, by the people, for the people, especially one with a constitutional composition of four competing power bases, can function or govern effectively if it remains permanently in electioneering divisive mode with gladiatorial combat as the norm as we politically try to kill Excellent. one another. Okay, so that- Thank list. you, thank you, thank you. The list is from all people who have been there, done that. Mm-hmm. They have from been all inside, different parties. Right, so, but they've been inside the washing machinery. They know full well what they're talking about. Yep. Is there anything you would object to there? No, I I'll tell you. So. Well, I'll tell you one thing. I would. We can argue about how we would implement health care, but as a person who believes in Jesus and loves their fellow man, I want everyone to have health care. I just course. don't know how to do it. Right. I don't know how to do that. I admit I don't know how to do it's it. Very expensive, but I certainly want that to happen, and I would love for smart people to come up with some sort of way. Anyway, mm-hmm. I thought this was valuable. I agree. Gave me some hope. Let's hope so. I mean, okay, so you, you know how it is in your own life. When you go through difficult times, don't you come out the other end better? Sometimes. More often than not. Your suffering produces wisdom. Yeah, but if you, it, it can be the opposite. It, well, it could crush you to the point yep. of despair. There's right? no doubt about that. Right? Yeah, I agree with that. So we have I to, don't think we, that's going to happen so to America. We, so we have to, we have, but we can choose. Each one of us in our own sphere and our own communication with our elected leaders, our communication with our pastors, our community, we can choose to get something good out of this experience. With that in mind, coming up next, Living in a Pandemic Age, Augustine, C.S. Lewis, and the Perfection of Fear. That's on the ride home with John and Kathy here on Word FM. 101.5 WORD. Turning Point with David Jeremiah. Just as God the Father was in a sense incarnated in His Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, and so we have God embodied, 
so Satan will determine to do the very same thing, and he will embody himself in the Antichrist. Join Dr. David Jeremiah for his series, The Handwriting on the Wall, next time on Turning Point. This evening at 7.30 on 101.5 WORD. It's hook set season at Bass Pro Shops and Cabela's. Time to prep, do the research, hit the water, find the perfect spot, and set the hook. Gear up for fishing at Bass Pro Shops and Cabela's. With top brands like Johnny Morris Rod and Reels, XPS, and Nitro. Along with in-store events and seminars. Your adventure starts here. Shop in-store or online. As mothers and caregivers, we tend to put others before ourselves. Former Texas Governor Ann Richards once said, If you think taking care of yourself is selfish, change your mind. In planning for your retirement, it's important to pay yourself first. Women have unique needs as investors. They generally live longer than men and have less saved. Kurt Kenotic and the team at Accurate Solutions Group have developed a complimentary guide to help women achieve financial independence called 10 Tips to Help Empower Women Investors. This guide addresses the reasons every woman should have a financial plan of her own. For your copy of this guide from Accurate Solutions Group, call or text TIPS to 412-515-3555. That's 412-515-3555. Don't put others' retirement plans before your own. Take the first step toward your financial independence today. Call or text TIPS to 412-515-3555. Investment advisory services offered through ASG Investment Management, LLC. You know, spring cleaning doesn't just mean the deep clean you do around the house once a year. You may want to do some tidying up for your business's digital marketing, and Salem Surround can help. We give you all the right tools to surround your target audience and turn website visitors into website leads. Contact Salem Surround for a free evaluation of your digital presence and learn how to get your advertising message in front of today's consumers. Learn more at surroundpittsburgh.com surroundpittsburgh.com connecting you with new customers if you're a licensed counselor in pennsylvania grace wellness center doesn't want to hire you they want to partner with you at grace wellness center you'll find the personal support and professional development you need to build your ideal clientele grace wellness center invests in you so you can invest in your clients get the support training and personal coaching you need to pursue your passion and build the kingdom with offices throughout greater pittsburgh join the team at the gracewellnesscenter.com so as we uh, wade through these very weird very odd times that uh, we're in right now yeah they're both for a lot of people, you, you kind of look back at history and see how the greats have guided us in uncertain times. There's been a lot of conversation about C.S. Lewis in the last few weeks, and Matthew Lee Anderson is with us. Matthew Matthew Lee Anderson is the founder, lead writer of Mere Orthodoxy. He is also the author of Earthen Vessels, Why Our Bodies Matter to Our Faith. He wrote a piece um, in Christianity Today called Living in a Pandemic Age. And uh, Matthew, uh, welcome back to the show. Always happy to have you with us. Thanks. It's really great to be back. Yeah, Matthew, good to hear your voice. Uh, we follow you on Twitter, and it's uh, good to see you. Now, you're at Baylor now? I am, yeah. Hanging out at Baylor University. I'm a postdoctoral research fellow in the Institute for Studies of Religion. Okay, tell us what the restrictions are like for you guys now. Well, Waco just this afternoon or this morning announced that we would have a lockdown. So we are now restricted from as of midnight tonight 
uh, going out to see people or whatnot. Our restaurants are still open, so we can still get food that take way. Take out? Uh, take out only, okay. of course. Um, but we can't gather or do anything like that. Okay. We're told we can, like, go running and work out, which will be nice. Yeah. <laughs> right. Okay. So that's the same as where we are. Now, at the start of your article, Matthew, you mentioned what you thought was the beginning of the COVID-19 pandemic. And I laughed when I read it because that is exactly what I would have said. I remember where I was sitting and I was texting with John at the time, 8.30 p.m. Central Standard Time, Wednesday, March 11th. In the span of a single hour, Trump addressed the nation, the NBA suspended all its games, and Tom Hanks announced he had tested positive. That's when I knew yeah. we were entering into, like, a whole different landscape. Yeah, yeah. I think that's when we all realized, like, oh, this is not going to be the flu. Oh. Whatever else you make of it, we Gosh. didn't do this for the flu. And, you know, Tom Hanks got it. And we all love Tom Hanks, but yeah. that was just shocking. Sure was. Okay, so then you reach back and you look at uh, some of the greats. And, of course, C.S. Lewis from our Christian worldview is one of the greats. But he didn't address the pandemic. He addressed the Cold War, Matthew. Yeah, so Lewis has a wonderful little essay called On Living in a Nuclear Age. And he addresses what it's like to live beneath the threat of a nuclear war. Um, and, you know, it's it's... I, I wasn't alive then, so I don't have memories of what that was like, but it's it's very easy to see how the the way in which fear of imminent extinction by nuclear destruction mm-hmm. would just pervade a people in a society almost like fear of a pandemic has pervaded our own society. So I, I wanted to reach back to look at that essay to see how Lewis talked about it and see what sort of guidance he would have for today. And yeah. so how does he look at this? I mean, I mean, living, living there, I mean, I was alive in, you know, uh, the early 60s, so I, I go back far enough, it, it, mm-hmm. but I was a baby, but you did feel as though this threat was, you know, the apocalypse on our shoulders. People talked about it often. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And I mean, one of the things that Lewis points out uh, that I think is really helpful is that it kind of, the, the nuclear, the threat of nuclear extinction exposed what was always the case. Right, that that life is in fact that vulnerable. It has been that uh, at risk before. We just tend to forget it. We have all of our right. modern securities and um, you know our, our our hospitals and whatnot. But humanity has dealt with these types of apocalyptic threats in the past. And whether it's a nuclear bomb or a, a, a pandemic, they both disclose really the, the fragility and the vulnerability of human life just as such. So, Matthew, um, the difference, though, is that the atomic bomb age and the the conclusion of the C.S. Lewis quote, if you haven't read it, is he said, you know, if so if the bomb's going to get us, let's be found doing things that matter. Let's be found playing darts and hanging out in pubs and doing things right. that social, healthy people do. The problem with today is we're banned from doing any of that. Yeah. And that's the hardest part about this is we can't go on with our ordinary lives. We We can't recognize that. You know, it might all come to an end, but we're just going to get on with it. There's something very, very distinctively English about what Lewis says there. It's very much keep calm and carry me on. (laughs) (laughs) And within a pandemic, we just don't get to do that. We have to keep calm, but we can't carry on. And that makes this a really unique challenge because the, the, the types of ordinary interactions that we would have that would remind one another of our basic humanity 
and remind each other of why life is worth living. A lot of those are gone. We don't have time with friends, you know, out at the park or uh, hanging out on each other's porches or whatnot. Like that's all gone, and so it's harder to remember sort of why we care in the first place about the things we care about. I mean, you know. To be alive in the 20th or late 20th, early 21st century, we've been living under a a, a false sense of security because the fact of the matter is we are so fragile. We walk around in these little flesh bubbles and so many things can happen to us. So to think that, you know, this is the latest incarnation of horror upon us. I mean, every day people, of course, they die. Tragedies happen. There's accidents, whatnot. Um, so this is just a larger scale thing that we are they're all part of, as opposed to the smaller indignities of the weakness of our flesh. Yeah, that's exactly right. I mean, the uh, it, it's, it's fascinating to me that it comes in such a, an invisible form, you know, that it's, mm-hmm. it's not just exposing how vulnerable we are, how, how weak we are, but it's such a tiny, you know, it's a microscopic thing that we can't see, we can't touch, we can't taste. There's, in one sense almost nothing that we can do except just keep washing our hands. It's almost, I, I, at times I feel like Lady Macbeth, you know, out, <laughs> out, you know, like it's, it's I, I really sort of keep washing my hands hoping that the virus comes off of it, but I can't see it. Um, and that's a really, it's a really peculiar type of vulnerability that we feel. Mm-hmm. Matthew Lee Anderson's with us. We're talking about a terrific piece he wrote for CT called On Living in a Pandemic. But there's something you wrote here, Matthew, that I really loved. Um, you write that the Lord's perfection of our fears does not mean their abolition, at least not in every case. Talk about that. Yeah, it seems to me that one temptation that we have as Christians during this season is to just say, look, I'm not afraid. Right. Right. Uh, perfect love casts out fear. We don't have to fear death. And to draw from that the conclusion that we should just go about our ordinary lives, that we should keep meeting as our churches as though nothing has changed. And it seems to me that that's the wrong response, that one of the things the gospel does is it really makes it clear that death is a bad thing. Death is the enemy. And in one sense, that death is the enemy. Yeah. And it, it's fearful, right? Um, That we can be afraid of it because it is really bad for us. Now, that fear is not the last word, right? Um, And in one sense, it's not the first word. The first word is that uh, God has set us free from fear, and the last word is that God has triumphed over the Mm -hmm. object of our fears, that He has defeated death. But within that, like, we can still have a healthy fear yes. of the things that are going to to harm us and adjust our lives appropriately. And and I think that's what we're having to do in this sort of case. Matthew Lee Anderson is with us. He is the founder, lead writer of Mere Orthodoxy, also the author of The End of Our Exploring, a book about questioning and the confidence of faith. Mm-hmm. Matthew, I think um, in our zeal to live victorious lives, I think a lot of us are, you know, saying out loud, you know, there's no reason to fear, you know, as you said, perfect love casts it out. But I've said this often to my family, I just lost both of my parents this year. And something Mm. that became very real to me is if you don't recognize that death is the enemy, you don't recognize what a victory it was that Christ won for us. So if death is no big deal, if death is just a blessing, oh, they're in a better place, Mm. then what's the big deal? 
why, why do I worship Jesus and rejoice in the cross? Why is Easter such a big deal? It isn't if death was not the end. Yeah. I think, I'm sorry for your loss. That's really yeah. hard. And, and I think you're exactly just on point on that. Um, if we look at our Lord and Savior, as he approaches the cross, he does ask that this cup would pass him by. Right? He asked that the suffering that he is about to go through, that he would not have to do it, in part because he knows it's a tremendous, it's a tremendously hard thing that he's going to do. And it's a tremendously hard thing because he's bearing the weight of, you know, the sins of the world on his shoulders. There's also a tremendously hard thing because it's death and because he has a physical body, a human body, and he's really going to suffer in that human body. And, and none of us want to have that. I'm sure he knew what pain was like, you know, who knows? You have these questions about what happened with Jesus when he was on earth. Did he stub his toe ever? Did he, you know, ever sort Mm -hmm. of hit his thumb with a hammer and feel pain? I think, yes, he probably felt some natural pains. And so he knew what, what sort of like agony that was going to be in, and he fought it. And in one sense, I think he feared it a little. Right. Um, and, and, and through fearing it and, and in giving those fears to God, was given the strength to overcome it. And I think that's, that's kind of where we're at in the midst of this. Right. So, Matthew, from um, March 11th, as we talked about earlier, to today, March 23rd, how's your prayer life? <laughs> oh, man, it's so much better. Uh, yeah, I mean, Because it matters. Like, Oh yeah, the, the the kind of clarity that this has yeah, brought, no and I think it, it is really significant. We're headed towards Easter, and I think I'm looking forward to Easter more this year than I ever have before. I think it's going to be an extraordinary celebration that the people are, of God are going to have, even when we're all gathered around our computers in our homes. Amen to that, Matthew. Thanks an awful lot. We yeah, always appreciate your thoughtfulness. You yeah, thanks for having me on. Love talking with you guys. Uh-huh. Well, yeah. You be safe. Matthew Lee Anderson, uh, the lead writer, the founder of Mere Orthodoxy. Also, I think the first time we talked to Matthew, we talked to him about earthen vessels. Remember that? In the book? Yeah, I think so. That's when he was doing, that's when he was living in England, I yeah, think. Yeah, why our bodies matter to our faith. And uh, He the, didn't end up with an accent. <laughs> I thought he'd end up with like a cool, you know, erudite type of British approach. You know, as the day goes internal. on, he may. I don't know. Would you like to have an accent? Yes. Would you? I've already, listen, I've already put my request into God. My Next perfect, time. My perfected body in heaven, British accent. British, not mm-hmm. Australian? Nope. Yeah. I went British. Millions of people are ditching those expensive cable TV bills and saving thousands with Select TV's new cord cutting kit, only $19.95 a year. Select TV's Smart Guide brings you over 500,000 TV shows and movies from major networks, over 1,500 live streaming channels, thousands of free radio stations, and a pay-per-view deal finder. Plus, combine all your streaming services like Netflix and Amazon. Order now and get an HD TV antenna absolutely free, a $20 value, so you can get your local channels, news, sports, and weather. Select TV uses your existing internet connection. Watch on your smart TV, mobile phone, laptop, and Android streaming devices. All for just $19.95 plus shipping and handling. Call 800-576-6801 or visit selecttv.com. Again, that's 800-576-6801 or visit selecttv.com for this free HD TV antenna offer from Select TV and never pay those expensive cable bills again.
One in three adults has pre-diabetes. One in three. That means it could be you, your football buddy, your football buddy, or you, your best man, your worst man, you, your dog walker, your cat jogger. While one in three adults has pre-diabetes, with early diagnosis, pre-diabetes can be reversed. Take the risk test at doihaveprediabetes.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and its pre-diabetes awareness partners. Hello, friends. It's me, Marcia, from the Spring House. We are hoping you are all healthy and safe. Our family wanted to let you know that because our cows are requiring twice-a-day milking, the Spring House is still open for you to stop by for your farm fresh from our herd milk and hot out-of-the-oven breads and buns and meats and cheeses and cookies and anything that will make life happy and comfy and easier during these uncertain times. Our buffet is still full of family recipe lunches and suppers every day to take home to eat at your own family table. And our catering team even created a special take-and-bake meal, which you can check out online. We even ordered in extra toilet paper in case any of you are in a pinch. We've been so blessed this last week by customers thanking us for staying open and, best of all, telling us that they're praying for us. We just wanted to let you know that we are praying for all of you, too. Here's a big hug from all of us at the Springhouse to you. We love you. Choosing your child's school is a big decision. You want more than a great education. You need an education partner with high academic standards who respects your values, offers a safe place to learn, and where your child is known individually. For 35 years, Eden Christian Academy has provided ACSI-accredited college preparatory academics and a strong spiritual foundation of character and faith for students in preschool through 12th grade, where they're prayed for, known, and valued for who they are. Learn more at EdenChristianAcademy.org. Ask Alexa to play the word Pittsburgh to hear us there. We're on your Google speaker, too. Plus, iHeart, TuneIn, and on Radio.com. 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. Some leftover drizzle this evening. Otherwise, mainly cloudy tonight, low 34. Some sunshine in the morning tomorrow, followed by clouds, high 52. Rain tomorrow night, low 41. Wednesday, a little rain in the morning, otherwise turning out mostly cloudy. High Wednesday, 51. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Brian May. So even as we speak right now, there are astronauts orbiting the Earth. And several of those astronauts have been up there months and months and months on end. Talk about social isolation. Right. saw an article in uh, yesterday's New York Times by Scott Kelly. Scott Kelly has spent more than a year in outer space. There he is. Yep. Scott. A year in outer space. And he wrote this piece called, I spent a year in space and I have tips to share on isolation. Okay. Now, these are pretty much common sense of which we've we've heard. Mm-hmm. Now, you and I are not, look, here we are in studio. We, we are not in isolation. We are still broadcasting. We're, we're committed to this for yes. as long as we possibly can. Yeah. We want to be here as a regular part of your day. And we hope everybody in media is committed to it as well. Yeah, just a regular part of your day. We don't mm-hmm. want to go away. We don't want to lay down the microphones and, you know, appear on the small screen. We're, we're on a big screen. We're on a big radio, 50,000 mm-hmm. watts. We're in portions of three states. So we invite you to be part of our daily broadcast. And by the way, if you're not able to 
to listen to us on Terrestrial Radio, you can watch the show unfold on Facebook mm-hmm. anywhere in the world, 101.5 Word FM, or the Ride Home with John and Kathy. But get back to your astronaut thing. Okay, so the word is for a lot of people who are now home, they're you know out of a job, they've been laid off or fired, God forbid. The, the deal is to make a normal life for yourself, you just can't sort of sit around in your yoga pants and, you know, eating Cheetos. You've got to... F- as attractive as that sounds. Actually, there's some, there's some breath to that that I kind of enjoy. I wish I wouldn't. I'm going to go in there for a little bit. Anyway, so Scott Do you have Kelly, yoga pants? I do not. I have sweatpants. Okay. I have sweatpants, but I would never wear those outside. No, of course no. not. Uh, although some people do. Scott Kelly, the astronaut, says, although he, I wonder if he wore yoga pants in space. Probably not because they're kind of loose that, fitting. That photo that Gary had up, he was he mm. could have been in yoga pants. Could, could he was in yet. his full like suit and everything. Scott Kelly. Anyway, there we digress is. several times here. Scott Kelly says, follow a schedule. Hmm. Wake up at a regular time. Yep. Okay. Right. Do certain things mm-hmm. at a regular time, whatever that might be. Um, he was super managed in space that everything, you know, was, can you imagine what that, that'd be like sort of he overwhelming. Said, he said his time was so tightly scheduled because he had so much to accomplish, yeah. especially his spacewalks that could last up to eight hours. Yeah. Floating in space for oh eight hours gosh. at a time. Imagine that. Okay. Pace yourself. He says, when you're living and working in the same place for days on end, work can have a way of taking over mm-hmm. everything. If you let it living in space, he's deliberately paced himself. He knew it was for the long haul. Mm-hmm. So, Today, we have today. What are we going to do for today? Right. And if you don't do it today, don't crush yourself because hopefully sure. you'll live to see another day. All okay. right? Go outside. Mm. Please go outside. You know, that's interesting. I follow uh, our film critic friend, Alyssa Wilkinson. On Provox.com. Yeah. So I follow her on Twitter. Alyssa was talking about living in Manhattan Ugh. like a lot of people do. She has two rooms. She does, however, have a small balcony. That she can open the door, go stand on the balcony. Oh my gosh, that would be very hard for me. Two rooms alone. So she said, I'm not getting in the elevator, going down 20 stories. That makes me a little sick. Oh boy. So if if you're fortunate to live in a house. Yes, with a yard or in a neighborhood where you can walk. Please. Do it. Go outside. On behalf of Alyssa who can't, would you please do it? Yeah, please go outside. You need a hobby. For the long haul, Mm -hmm. you got a hobby. And your hobby is not this. This is not a hobby. That's not a hobby. No. That is this not. will suck the And if the you life want to read you. about the coronavirus, you can read about it on this device mm-hmm. for about 10,000 hours a day. Yeah. Do you really want that? No, you do no, not. You don't want that. That's not good for anybody. So what kind of hobby? Do you have a hobby? I have a bunch of hobbies. Okay. All right. Yeah. They've, so get a hobby. Hobbies are essential. He, how about, he, he wrote about how he how many books he took to space with him. Holy smokes. Can you How cool is that? I can't believe they had enough room for all the books he wrote. That's got to be on a Kindle. Yeah. Right? Keep oh, a journal. Maybe. That's so depressing, though. Okay. Keep a journal. Write something down every day about the process that you're part of. That's a good point. I think it is. I'm you, really bad at journaling. You look, you look at it you know, years mm-hmm. from now and go, oh, man, that was so cool. I was thinking this. Or, I, we yep. have friends who keep a dream journal, which is a whole other story. Keep a journal. Connect. Are you connecting? Are you texting? Are you getting on the phone? Are I'm you talking to family and to friends? I'm trying to do this every day. Since last, maybe Thursday, I decided, you know what? There are people I really need to get in touch with. I just need to call them and say, hey, are you okay? Mm-hmm. Hey, isn't this crazy? I just wanted you to know I was thinking of you. It felt good to do that. Yes. So stay in touch. Yeah. That's the big thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, I could, you feel bad for people who are, you know, they're, they're alone. You know, whether they're, you know, divorced or, you know, never married or whatever, they're shut in. 
Oh, that's a long, yes. long haul, all day, every day, by yourself. It God is. bless you, people. I mean, I, I don't know what the, you know the solution to having FaceTime, but you can be outside and still be you know within a social confines. Who was were you taking a walk? Someone was telling me they were taking a walk with their friends, where they were you know six feet apart. Mm-hmm. Okay, sure, that that'll work. That'll work. Listen to this. This is another thing that uh, Mr. Kelly brought up. Hmm. He said, "I've listened to experts." Listen to the experts. I found that most problems, he writes, aren't rocket science. But when they are rocket science, you should ask a rocket scientist. (laughs) I like that. So if Anthony Fauci tells you to do something, how about we just do it? Let's just listen to Fauci and do what he says. Very nice. Okay, so Scott Kelly, I spent a year in space. Tips on isolation. It's common sense. Yeah, it is, but they're very good things to hear. Take care of yourself and those you love. Yeah, yeah. We come back. We're going to talk... Switching gears tremendously with Doug Oster. You may know that name. He is the gardener extraordinaire. It's going to feel good to garden shortly, John. Tips for planting for an early spring. Doug Oster's next. Stay tuned for that. 101.5 WORD. Gives you the chance to show an act of kindness that could pay off for you, too. Just a little more kindness. Enter the Kindness Challenge for the chance to win $5,000 for you and $5,000 for a worthy organization. Just a lot more kindness, I think. Enter once each day through the end of April. Get bonus entries for completing individual acts of kindness, plus lots of other ways to increase your chances of winning. Be kind to others and to yourself. Be a little more kind to each other. Enter the Kindness Challenge now at wordfm.com slash kindness. Washington County parents, you have a choice in your child's education. So why not consider a private Christian school that's been serving the community for nearly 40 years? At Central Christian Academy in Houston, pre-K through 8th grade students receive the comprehensive education they need to propel them to the top of the class in high school and beyond. Central Christian Academy creates model student leaders other kids look up to. Students prepared for a world that needs Jesus. Schedule a private tour and learn more at ccaschool.com. I get this warm feeling every single time we have special needs patients in our office. Their needs are not that different from anybody else. Spending the time with that patient is very rewarding to me. Exceptional dentistry meets compassionate care at StockFamilyDentistry.com. College Career Path. These are major decisions high school students face. Help your child go from anxious and overwhelmed to confident and clear about the future with help from experienced career coach Emily Milius. Visit launchconsulting.io to learn more. Pandemic, market drops, elections. Don't let the noise and fear distract you. Where do you go for clarity in uncertain times? For experienced advice on planning for retirement, tune in right here Saturday morning at 10 for your retirement blueprint with Kurt Kenotic and Ethan Lane. Or call Accurate Solutions Group now for help navigating these unprecedented times. 412-515-3355. Investment advisory services are offered through ASG Investment Management, LLC, a registered investment advisory firm. Don't let your home be invaded this season with rats and mice. Keep them away the most humane way with plug-in, pest-free, 100% chemical-free, totally safe for your family and pets, and environmentally friendly. G'day, I'm Scott from Plug-in Pest-Free, the electromagnetic pest control device that has been scientifically tested and consumer-proven since 1995. Now that's fair income. With a 60-day money-back guarantee and a two-year manufacturer's warranty, what have you got to lose? Stop inviting unwanted rodents and pests in with baits. 
Say goodbye to traps and start saving money today with plug-in pest free. Order yours now at gopestfree.com and save 20% with promo code PEST20. That's gopestfree.com promo code PEST20. Are you ready to start saving money? gopestfree.com promo code PEST20. Don't sprain regret, plug in and forget. All right, uh, today's not the greatest of day. Super rainy, right? Super rainy. And is anyone else freezing? Yeah. Am I the only? It is so mm. cold. Yeah, I've been I so know cold. you're saying that the high is 50 degrees, Kathy. No, no. It seems so cold to me. Yeah, it's been super. It, it feels like, well, you're stuck inside. What's going on over there? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm just dropping things off at the desktop. I'm fine. Really. However, you know, I would say, look, we had a very, very, very mild winter. I mean, holy heck. The mildest. Hardly snowed at all. So, an early spring, always welcome. Doug Oster is with us. Doug is the editor of Gardening with Doug. You can find Doug at DougOster.com. Hey, Doug, welcome to the show. How are you today? I love how normal people complain about the rain this time of the year when all us gardeners are saying, it's raining! Yay! <laughs> so we need all this, right? Our plants are going crazy. Our daffodils are blooming. Our spinach is growing like crazy. Thank goodness for the rain. Fabulous. Great. <laughs> that's well, a we're good get- attitude adjustment. I like it that. It is. Type. We're getting a lot of it. And it sure beats snow. Oh, that's for sure. And it, Boy, you're right. It, it was such a, a mild winter that we're going into a season now where, you know, usually you'll lose something here or there over the winter. It gets you know, warm than real cold, and you lose, but not not this year. It, it's it's been absolutely amazing. A good start to the season already. I'm into that. Doug, talk about seed companies. Uh, when you were in the studio with us, remember when we used to be able to gather together in person? Do you remember those days? <laughs> Vaguely. And, yeah, exactly. Well, when you were here, you were talking about how it's not hard to plant from seed. You just have to kind of get your area down and your light down and that sort of thing. So mm-hmm. I've been thinking about that. Tell me, how, like, are seed companies getting a big response or a little response based on this pandemic? Seed companies have been overrun with orders. Really? Un- unbelievable. And uh, I talked, I actually didn't talk to anybody. I could only get quick emails back. The first email I got back was from a, huh. a woman I know at Lake Valley Seeds, and she just said, Victory Gardens are back. What? We've never seen orders like this before. I talked to uh, my friend Jerry Gettle. He started the seed company out of his basement when he was a kid, 17 years old, and now he's got one of the biggest seed companies in the country. And he they shut down for an entire weekend to re-clean everything, retool, and, and start again. And there's concerns about even seed sources for the amount of seeds available for next year. No kidding. Uh, wow. it, it, yeah, this is going to be this is going to be an, uh, an amazing year for gardens uh, because people are going to want to grow their own food. Yeah. So, what about that? And, for people who are not, you know, the 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 oldsters among us know what a victory garden is. What about for the youngsters? What, define victory garden. So, uh, actually, during we know them both mostly from stories from World War Two. But mm-hmm. if you look at if you look at history, they also had them in World War One. So, in World War One, World War Two, families just not only did they garden in their own homes as a a way to help the war effort they were taking community spaces and filling them with gardens Mm -hmm. and i had the 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 chance uh to to go to london a few years ago and and at the tower of london there's an old picture up there from 1942 where they turned the entire moat area of the tower of london into a garden for the city you know everyone came together wow to make these these gardens so that 
again, you weren't putting pressure on the 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 food system, and that food was going to be for people who really needed it. I see. And okay. that's what that's what we're seeing this year. That's what we're seeing now is is, is this type of planting uh, that we've never seen before. So we're going to have a pandemic garden, but it starts early by doing seeds. Now, people get a little freaked out by planting seeds. What's the best way, Doug? I mean, uh, is a grow light okay, or you just put them in a southern window? What about pots and things like that? You you could do it in a big south-facing window, but you're going to have better luck with just some type of light source. Again, I don't know what to say. I don't know. Should you? Should I tell people to go to the store and get lights? Or I know. Maybe, you yeah. ha- maybe you have a light. You know, back in the day, we used these long fluorescent shop lights. They work perfectly. They just use more energy than an LED. But if you just could find a bright light source, anyone can grow seeds because then all you need is what they call a planting mix. And if you had containers last year filled with something, you could use that as your mix. You put it into a pot that has drainage. You sprinkle some seeds on, a little bit more mix on top. You cover the whole thing with plastic because it can't dry out. And if you keep it moist until they sprout under that light, you'll be successful. And that means tomatoes that will be planted in May, but that also means lettuce and spinach and peas and uh, beets and Swiss chard, all these cool weather crops that can get going now. And in the case of lettuce, you could be picking that in as little as four weeks. It'll be ready. Right. Wow, that's terrific. We're talking to Doug Oster. Doug's the editor of Gardening with Doug, found at DougOster.com. Um, so along the topic of Victory Gardens, talk about these tomato seeds I hear you're giving away. Well, I've, I've got a lot of these seeds. Uh, a good old garden friend of mine, his name was Dan, Dan Cummings. I talked to him in 2016 about these seeds. He passed away two years later. But he had a friend that was in World War II that when they were crossing a battlefield, they found this whole field of tomatoes, and the whole... All the guys started eating these tomatoes, and this one guy, he just stuffed some seeds in his pocket and saved them. And every year since, when he got back from the war, he grew them again. And so between him and Dan Cummings, they came up with a name called 3945. That is the years of the war uh, for us, uh, 1939 to 1945. And these seeds make a big, juicy, amazing tomato and yeah i'm just giving them away for free uh anybody sends me a self-addressed stamped envelope you can have that tomato in your victory garden this year and believe it or not i've actually found a whole bunch of other seeds of a tomato called clint eastwood rowdy red and so i've got those two so if you just send me a self-addressed envelope i will send you those seeds and the Clint Eastwood seeds, and you'll be off to, to the races for your victory garden. Oh, that's fabulous. Wow. Okay, DougOster.com. You go there and uh, connect with Doug, get those tomato seeds. So this is good, uh, Doug. We're trying to look, find you know the goodness in the midst of a bad situation. Mm-hmm. The good thing is you get an early start. You can grow your own food. Oh, definitely. And you don't need, even need a garden. For these things that I was talking about, the, the, the greens, the lettuce, the Swiss chard, uh, things like that, kale, you could just do that in a pot, you know, okay. and, and and it's so, they, they they love cold weather. And so we're at a period in the season where you could just sprinkle some seeds onto that pot and they would sprout. And, and again, you'll, you'll be harvesting pretty quickly and you don't have to have the garden. Uh, the one thing when we talked about the rain today, in the garden, the soil is too wet to turn over. Mm-hmm. If, you, if, it, if it sticks to the shovel, it's too wet to turn over. So in those cases, we're either planting in containers or we just have a, some compost that we throw on top of the bed that we're not concerned about that turning over. You turn it over when it's too wet, you get these big chunks of clay 
and they persist the entire season. I see. Okay, Doug, we talked about this briefly last time you were with us. I was in my backyard yesterday standing there, and I counted 11 deer in my backyard. Now, it feels as though we've been more and more overrun by deer, but if you're going to garden, you also have to be wise and find some sort of hedge of protection for your most precious things. First thing is some kind of physical barrier. Now, I know you can't fence in your whole property, but you can fence in plants, you can fence in areas that they make a very inexpensive seven-foot-tall plastic deer netting that you could you can put up. You could even use, sometimes I use fishing line, mm. and I run it up every 12 inches and just hang little streamers on it. That's an inexpensive way. To the deer, it looks like a solid fence. Really? After some kind of physical barrier, we use a repellent. I use this one called Bobex. It smells awful, but if you spray it on your plants, yesterday I have, I have these beautiful crocuses blooming, and I know the deer want them, and so I sprayed that Bobex on there. And then the third thing is trying to grow things that they don't prefer. That is difficult because every herd eats a little bit differently, but if you can find some plants that your neighbors, they're not getting uh, eaten, uh, think about putting those into your garden. Doug, it's so good to talk about outdoors things with flowers and food. I mean, with all of the talk about every type of antiseptic and wash that oh, down and do that. Oh, my gosh, I can't wait to get outside. It's it's the best way. Actually, gardening has always been the best way to be social distancing because it is a solitary yeah. hobby, and and it's 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 therapeutic to be out in the garden. Very nice. Yeah. Okay, so get your free tomato seeds from uh, thirty nine forty five World War Two or some Clint Eastwood tomato seeds. Dougoster dot com because uh, spring is here. Doug, always a pleasure, friend. Thanks for being with us. Thank you. That's cool. Makes you excited. Oh Let's get out gosh, there. All right. I agree. Yeah. Dougoster dot com. Over these many months, you've heard Kath and I sing the praises of Grove City College. We do so because both Kathy and I have children attending Grove City. We write the checks. We're part of the community. We know firsthand about the excellence of Grove City. I do believe that the education there is excellent, and the uh, interactions I've had with professors, with the university administration, and just the experience of my kid. I mean, it's just been wonderful for our family to see her develop in a place that's committed not just to her education, but also to cultivating her calling in life. She feels like she's getting an individual approach, while at the same time being a part of a great university environment. And that's it. You've seen your child develop. They walk in as a young freshman. Four years later, they're going to come out as a fully formed functioning adult with a really strong theological background, great friends that last a lifetime. To me, that's the essence of what a quality education is when your child goes to college. So if you're thinking about college for your child, we'd highly recommend you make a visit to Grove City College. It's a beautiful old campus mm -hmm. surrounded by so many wonderful things. Make sure that your child puts that on their list as they go about looking at higher education. Grove City College. Look at it online at gcc.edu. Stop by for a visit and say, hey, John and Kathy sent me. That's Grove City College. I find that patients just want to be heard. Stock Family Dentistry, where exceptional dentistry meets compassionate care. That takes time to sit down and listen to what the patient has to say. Listen to their past experiences, because that's all important in how I then present treatment to them, formulate a treatment plan for them, and how we move forward with their treatment at our office. My mommy is a really good dentist, and she'll take good care of you. Harry Highway in Wexford at StockFamilyDentistry.com. Spending more time inside? J&D Waterproofing can help you breathe a little easier.
easier. Protect your family, friends, and pets from mold, dampness, and other unhealthy elements. For over 80 years, JD has been making Pittsburgh basements very dry and improving indoor air quality with solutions like the Easy Breathe System. Eliminate unhealthy mold and allergy-causing moisture without filters or reservoirs while using less energy than a 40-watt light bulb. Call 1-800-VERY-DRY or visit jdwaterproofing.com. The message Liberty Mutual Insurance customizes your coverage so you only pay for what you need is brought to you by Liberty Mutual Insurance, where you can customize your coverage so you only pay for what you need. Liberty, 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 Liberty. I've been searching for ways to grow deeper in my faith and strengthen my daily walk, and I found it at Crosswalk.com. From Bible study tools to Christian living articles, devotionals, movie reviews, to marriage and finance articles, you get the idea. Crosswalk.com also has a great online community of Christians just like me. With everything just a click away, it's like having a trusted friend, teacher, and mentor right here at my desk every day. Crosswalk.com, the intersection of faith and life. The American Heart Association recommends that uh, adults engage in at least 150 minutes, which is two and a half hours of exercise per week, mm-hmm. moderate intensity aerobic exercise to get your heart moving. Right. So for people who are housebound right now, that's really difficult to do, isn't it? It is very difficult to do. There's an article. Um, wait, this is not the right article. I was looking at the one, the last one. Okay, it's an article by Ann Goldfarb, Anna Goldfarb in the New York Times today. Um, and she talked to a physical therapist named Danny Johnson. And this physical therapist said, every little bit of movement counts. So when we're confined to our home, move, move, move. You don't need fancy equipment or a lot of time. You just need to weave exercise into your schedule. Right. Okay, so... Uh, you've told this story on air before that uh, for Lent a couple of years ago, instead of you trying to shed something, you started to add something, which you were going to exercise every day. Right, six days a week. And? Which I did for almost two years. Nice. Yeah. And? Did it you was see terrific. results? I mean, I felt, yeah, I felt, felt good. Better. I just, sadly, I'm just not a person that enjoys that. Mm-hmm. And. I find it hard in our occupation, which is so heavily weighted towards reading, mm-hmm. to graft movement into my day. I have right. to be honest. I because agree. so much of getting ready for the show and planning what we're going to talk about is reading this, reading this, reading this, reading this. And I, so I end up sitting down. Yeah, more often than not. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so uh, how about jumping rope? My husband jumps rope every darn day. Your husband jumps rope? Every day. Really? Mm-hmm. For how long? I don't know. Because it's at, you know, four in the morning. He's jumping rope at 4 a.m. Uh, Eric, he is like a champion. Isn't he? Really, seriously. Isn't uh, he? At 4 a.m., I'm of you turning out there, over. Any of you out there, you would like, if you met him, you would like him so much better than me. <laughs> no, no. He's just he's a, a much, wonderful man. He's really a much nicer person. He's jumping rope at 4 a.m. Yes. He's really. just very disciplined about all of that, and I think it's really wonderful. Okay, so uh, in this piece, what about the old weighted hula hoop? <laughs> he's not doing that. Can now, you the, imagine doing the hula hoop? I haven't done a hula hoop since, since I was, I was about 11, mm-hmm. right? So I don't I, – now, uh, also foam rollers, which I For don't know. I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> For your That's hair. funny because we want to, you know, get a new look, sure, look good. during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, yeah, uh, to help reduce muscle stiffness, you can use a foam roller as a basic <laughs> exercise tool. I, I don't I don't know what that is. Mm-hmm. I just have to I say don't I don't know what that resistance is. Resistance bands. I have a lot of resistance bands. Yeah, yeah. So is that's Isometrics? Good. Isotoner, right? I don't know. Oh yeah, I don't know 
Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the most you've exercised in a long time, John. Good for you. Thank you. I'm doing this. Okay. How about stairs? Stairs can be your cardiovascular best friend. If you have access to stairs in your home or apartment, going up and down the stairs is a great way to get your blood pumping. You know, someone who works at the station here, I I will not name him, he's not taking the elevator because the virus can kind of hang Mm -hmm. out in Mm -hmm. the air. Right. So he's doing the steps every day. Very good. I think he's showing that's, off that's about it, to be honest with you. What? Who's he showing off to? Other people us, on the stairs? Us. He's making me feel bad about taking the elevator. No, it's okay. I'm mm-hmm. taking the elevator. All right. So exercise. Yeah. That's the so point. exercise. Just also 30 minutes of stretching. Mm-hmm. Okay. Listen, pray. Yeah. All right. Lord Jesus, be with us. Keep us safe. Protect us and our families. Speaking of, our segment about prayer is up on YouTube. I'll post it right now on our website, The Ride Home with John and Kathy. Thanks for being with us today. The Ride Home with John and Kathy, a production of Salem Media Group.